First off, a special thank you to our amazing Patreon.com patrons. Terry! Erica! Stephanie! Diane! Barbara! Anna! Jenny! Robin! Jennifer! Karen! Mary! Kevin! Jill! Joe! Sarah! Kayla! Evelyn! Corinne! Alicia! Kobe! And our forever first, Trisha. As Patreon patrons, you'll get access to our bonus episodes where Patricia, Nayland, and I talk about other things we're interested in, like Warren Stories or Next in Fashion and the Project Runway reunion episodes. And of course, you will also have our eternal gratefulness for helping us express our love for all things Project Runway and to be able to share it with you lovely, amazing fellow fans of this wonderful show. If you'd like to become a Patreon patron, visit our page on patreon.com forward slash the workroom podcast. The link is in the show notes. Now let's get to it. This is what I grew up doing is raising catfish. These are fish tanks? Yes. So they, oh these my are goodness. Chinese catfish. They look kind of eel-like. Yeah, they're, I mean, ah! stand Sorry. back. I would have you hold them, but their side fins have no, a bone. I, I, this is so, close enough. I mean, they have whiskers, and they also look like Chinese men, Ooh. right? I've never seen a Chinese man look that unattractive. <laughs> Lovely, wonderful listeners, welcome back into the workroom, a labor of love dedicated to Project Runway. I am Ernest, and I always need my fashion with a side of a relief of leg. And I'm Nayland, and I'm veering into circus territory. <laughs> I'm Patricia, and I'm going to wiggle right into that dress. <laughs> Um, oh my goodness, it's the dream three. I am so happy to be speaking with both of you, finally. Um, yeah, uh, wonderful listeners, so great to be back in the workroom with you. And just to remind everyone off the bat, um, join us on Facebook, Instagram, and again, um, for our newbies and our, our oldies, <laughs> we have a cheat sheet, and that is in the show notes. So just to let everyone know how we're going to be doing this episode, because it's a Dream Theory episode, meaning we're covering the finale. Um, and we are also covering the penultimate episode that includes Tim's home visits. So this week we have uh, four cheat sheets um, because the penultimate episode had its own challenge, which we'll talk about. And then the last episode has its New York Fashion Week official uh, runway cheat sheet and everything's in runway order. All right. And also to remind everyone, we are on Patreon. Uh, Nayland, Patricia, and I are dropping bonus episodes over there. So for um, anyone who's interested in hearing our takes on Warren stories and our love of Bo and Yang, you can head on over there to, to <laughs> Patreon.com. <laughs> the the um, uh, links are in the show notes. Um Oh my goodness! And also, uh, let me just say that yeah, even though it has not been officially recorded, I also love Bo and Yang. <laughs> oh, this is part two. Part two. Part two. We could do a dream. We could do a no, dream no, I don't. I, I, Bo I, and Yang. I, I don't need if I, I. I don't know if I need to expand upon that, but I, but I just. I didn't want people to get the impression that I was the holdout. <laughs> 
I mean, you know, yeah, just draw yourself out of the depths there, Naylon, because the assumptions were yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, tasteless Naylon. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Behind the curve once again. If there's one thing that defies gravity, it's that very common tasteless Naylon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and thank you to our wonderful Patreon patrons who have responded to that. They're, you guys are enjoying Warren Stories and our love fest for Bowen. Um, and send us your your thoughts, especially on this episode, to us at intheworkroom at gmail.com. And a last bit of housekeeping up top. Our Dream 3 is gathering around both the penultimate and the final episodes, um, we will definitely go super long. So this week, we'll talk about the 10 visits and the final Who Goes to New York Fashion Week challenge. Next week, we will continue right on into our fi- final three or finale three, finale three. And then we will be going on a hiatus on our main feed until Project Runway Prime comes back on air in the fall. That's just around the corner. So um, it won't be too much time um, but we will still be up on patreon so stay tuned for our bonus episode journey to continue mm. on patreon so all right yes and that in part is I, I i have to say i don't know about the about the both of you but mm-hmm. i need a break yes uh, yeah let's talk this about is, it <laughs> <laughs> this is um th- this was this was a long a long run over uneven terrain yeah. this, this season. <laughs> yeah, I cannot wait to get back to um, weekly releases of new things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, this is going to be the I, I, and, you know, a season that we will have never experienced before because it was all filmed in quarantine, con- under quarantine mm-hmm. COVID conditions. And yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of happy. And also because after rewatching this finale it brought up all the emotions <laughs> i felt exactly. the first time around so um and we're, and we're all really busy and part of it is also because we're all educators and september is kind of a of a crazy i will say august and september is things are ramping up so um, mm-hmm. i think it's a really good time for us to kind of take take a little break um but yeah 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 um all right everyone so Let's let's get into this penultimate episode where we're meeting our designers and we have four left. So it's Michael mm-hmm. C, um, Ari and Mondo and Gretchen. So Heidi gives them nine thousand dollars out of her pocket um, and sends them <laughs> back home to make a collection in six weeks. And Tim goes, of course, this is our our, our Tim visit episode. Um, visits everyone within not a lot of time. So, you know, we've done season four where I think it was one of the last few seasons where the designers were given a substantial amount of time. I would say a mm-hmm. traditional amount of time to make a collection. And this is in within that um, part of Project Runway history where they only give them, you know, basically two months max to make mm-hmm. um, a collection. All right. So um, we first meet Tim visiting with Ari in Hawaii and got to say that Tim is the only human being on earth who would go to a farm in Hawaii wearing a sports jacket Um, (laughs) and at least not wearing a tie. But my gosh, Tim is just, you know, 
an Olympian at being uncomfortable <laughs> in mm-hmm. hot places. Mm-hmm. Um, constantly red, but um, but yeah. So so Tim visits Ari, and we get to see um, Ari's family's farm, and also where her studio is. I believe on the farm as well. Um, I'll I'll also say like one of the wonderful takeaways is seeing Tim interact with catfish. Tim does not like catfish. <laughs> because on... Tim, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Tim is very, 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 very distressed by a, a living creature that is not Swatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so many living creatures that are... There, yeah, I will say so many non-Swatch living creatures on this farm. <laughs> Including the fish, uh, because that's essentially what... Um, um, Ari's family does or in their tradition they have sugarcane on the farm and there's mm-hmm. they uh they farm catfish. So um so yeah and we get to meet her mom and I believe sisters. There's like there's family there and also believe that this is not necessarily where Ari lives, but this is where she chose to have her visit with Tim um to to spend time with the family. Um and and also to learn a little bit about uh their background as well. Yeah, but it it does very much feel like this is where Ari grew up. And I mean, one thing that I think is really amazing is Ari is how incredibly capable Ari is at every turn. Yeah. Like, like putting Tim at ease, like knows everything about like knows how the farm operates, like knows how it, it I I found it really moving when. Ari talks about um, the sacrifices made for her to be there. Yes. To be p- participating in Project Runway. I mean, that's a kind of boilerplate line that the peop- that designers kind of toss out at this point. Mm-hmm. But you really get the sense that Ari knows exactly how exactly how all of that happened and and really um feels deeply the sense of you know uh the connection to the rest of the rest of her family yeah yeah and what i really liked about that too is because tim asks of course you know well yeah tim asks a question basically kind of like i would say going towards what we would think of like a traditional immigrant experience where, you know, um, uh, you're, you know, Ari is creative and is pursuing a very um, unstable, it's implied, like an unstable creative type career. And, and her mom is just like, well, whatever she wants to do, I support her. And I think Tim's also in awe of Ari's mother, <laughs> mother's too. And just how, um, just really selfless she is and has been and um and that whole conversation where it's like no 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 we've we've I've never um expect I I basically am just supportive of whatever it is that she wants to do. Um and in something that's uh in, in the fashion route, um particularly from the standpoint of a family that moved to Hawaii to give their like that, that, that story to give them a better life. And this includes a better life. What it is, whatever it is that you want to do, you should be able to do it and we'll support you. But yeah. Um, so let's go to 
Ari's studio? Well, or yeah, yeah what were we gonna say? I, I I was just gonna ask Patricia what she thought of this. Yeah. Uh oh, did we lose Patricia? Oh, maybe. Uh oh. Patricia, are you there? Uh oh. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yes. Oh my God, I'm sorry. It was my cheek. My cheek pressed the button. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we went. We we had a very you, long discussion about not, not moving, moving our face. heads. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't talk without moving my head. <laughs> Listeners, this so, is me. I, this is this is my type A show. <laughs> not really, not really, but it, it's a joke where I was just like, "Don't move your faces for the levels, the volume, the sounds of your voices are perfect." Anyway, but yeah, with Patricia, <laughs> I was watching this, crying exactly like I wa- like I cried the first time I watched this episode. Oh, um, mm-hmm. oh my god, oh my god. And just being actually very similarly to you, Nayland, I was like, oh, my gosh, look at how comfortable Ari is, like gracefully cutting a coconut, offering mm-hmm. it to him. like no big deal. Like yeah. I'm picking a shelf, you know, so that was really fun to watch. But also that it also was it made me think about how, OK, just in the show, there's somebody like Michael. Oh, wait, actually, I don't think I think Michael's family might be first generation immigrant. Um, as opposed to Michael. Uh, okay, never mind. What I'm trying to say is that when, like, the children of first-generation immigrants, there's always that tension of like, oh, I have the pressure to do exactly of what I'm expected to do, or the pressure to do what what's not expected of me, but with support. So either way, whether you have support or or not, there's always some kind of pressure. Mm. And I just really related to that, and I just really liked hearing. Um, I just wanted the whole show to be about Ari, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the way that Ari is influenced um, by the landscape, because I think so much of that is how the family lives on that land mm-hmm. and has this relationship to land. Like, it's not just, oh, it's pretty, it's a tourist spot. It's more like uh, we actually live in this, um, what's the word, this like, a syncopated rhythm with what the land or with how the land nourishes us. Um, and that's something I was really fascinated by. That's something that pretty much ruled my family life, but not me. Like I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I sit at the bottom at a desk all the time, you know? So yeah, there was just so much for me to like be moved by in that segment. Mm-hmm. And I was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, and it also talks a bit more about, um, you know the the history of Oa'es as um, a, a you know the you know a, a a land that has seen many different kinds of colonization and many different um, the you know many different layers mm-hmm. um, within that and so uh, you know Ari's uh, plan for you know the collection is um related to uh her family's um history in laos yeah and um and as getting you know takes a kind of daring move of actually getting a sourcing a bunch of um uh a bunch of fabric from laos yeah which is as like as somebody who has sourced materials like in advance of having a show, 
<laughs> That's like a daring move when you only have six weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about that. But also, it, it in terms of just like how important it was to have that be a central part of the of the collection of course that 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 they'd be sourced from laos because by the time tim Mm -hmm. gets there i think there's only two weeks left and the only thing really she has to show tim are um some um uh, some accessories headdresses and sketches um essentially Mm -hmm. and um yeah, no, but it's it's kind of it's kind of a trade off. But I, I thought about that too. I'm like, oh yeah, no, she's just not going to sleep. <laughs> she's going to be just really super super exhausted. But um, yeah, yeah. But anything anything else from that visit time? Mm, no, I don't. No, I I I think it's uh, I, I it does. I mean, I'll, I, maybe I'll, I'll just I'll just talk about this later. So um, as, as we go on to some of the other folks. OK. Yeah. Um, all right. So next we have Michael C. In uh, Palm Springs and to get to Palm Springs. Tim drives a very, I'll say, um, with with the most amazing posture in this Buick SUV types in Palm Springs and goes out there and. Uh, we see Michael C. and his partner already packing up shoes, which I don't believe. I didn't believe this moment one bit. Um, <laughs> I thought it was totally staged just for the cameras. I'm like, who would be doing that? Because I think there's 10 days to go when by the time Tim gets to Michael C. or maybe a little bit less. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I just kind of thought of this as a farce for the cameras. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we get we get to meet uh, Michael C. Michael C.'s partner, and um, and and, and you know this is uh, yeah I'm from LA and I've never been to Palm Springs and I I think it's very fascinating whenever I hear of people from Palm Springs and also fascinating now a days Palm Springs is a destination for vacations. <laughs> it's really strange, um, but. It's like what to see what is out there um, and and also just kind of see, you know, I for me, I'm personally curious that, you know, someone who lives in a place that seems like a destination um, for retirees and also um, baby millennials and old Gen Xers or old Gen Zers. But um, mm. but yeah, so so we we kind of get straight into Michael C's studio on this time of round and as in a contrast to Ari, who mostly has sketches and again accessories, Michael C already has designed over maybe twenty pieces, um, which is not surprising. <laughs> it's not surprising at all. Uh, but Tim, I think, calls this what design diarrhea. Um, mm-hmm. Tells tells Michael C to stop designing and to take an, an editing eye to what he's making, but. Um, it just seems like Michael C. so far um, in his studio uh, is mostly using the color palette of sunsets and sunrises in the desert um, because everything seems to be of the same tone of of, of browns and and you know maroons and we'll we'll sort of get into that. But we also get to meet um, again Giovanni, his son, who really is not into this like couldn't like would rather eat his food um <clears throat> his friends and um and again a little bit more from his partner um 
Yeah, from whom we find out that uh, I mean it 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 read to me that um that Richard his partner had has really um the person who has been kind of pushing and sort of shepherding Michael in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and and it was very interesting to hear the the sort of um fierceness and level of anger that that um that Richard has towards Michael's family. Yes. Yeah. Um it was it was very palpable the the anger and also the sharing of information that I don't believe Michael was fully comfortable with sharing either. Um because we don't see his parents. We did see his mother on that episode where we got the whole family surprise showing up and um, on the, basically on the, on the fabric challenge. Um, so there, so at least the mother is noticeably absent from, mm-hmm. from this time. Um, Patricia, any thoughts <laughs> on this portion? Um, this portion of Michael or just this moment of Michael and mom and partner, all of it, all of it. You know what? Um, what I enjoyed hearing the most from this whole segment was, Oh, wait, now I'm uncertain if Tim if Tim said this here or later. Hmm. Um, was it in response uh, to the clothes, maybe? Yes, it was definitely in response to the clothes. But at, at some point, Tim said, okay, you've done a lot. Don't use, like, overproducing as a way to distract yourself from what you need yes. to do. Yes, yeah. That was the, the design I, diarrhea. Yeah. Yes. So when the desi- design diarrhea happened, was it here or later? No, it was here. <laughs> it was here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I just thought that was a gr- great feedback and to the great to, to the person who needed to hear it the most. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that is kind of Michael's problem throughout, right? That yeah. he, if he feels unsure about something, he'll make two more, and then find the one that that he feels better about. Yes. And I think Tim is really calling him on that and going like, you know, you could do this in the two weeks that are left. You could do this endlessly and not solve your problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Because yeah. you, your problem is you need to like actually um, make one of these something that you're so committed to that you can't do without it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Because it's just not helpful. It really isn't. Yeah. Um, it seems more like uh, how I compare it to uh, like a tick, like something that you have to do in order to relieve some type of anxiety. And um, it is, it really is harder to reel that in and to edit um, something that you don't feel comfortable with rather than just trying something else out and seeing if the feeling makes you feel better. But it's not about the piece. It's more about just, it's, it's about that anxiety. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay. So next we have Mondo. In we go to Denver, Colorado, um, and this is where we hit the ten day mark. So Tim is meeting Mondo with ten days left, um, mm-hmm. and we um, we get to see 
straight into Mondo's process into into the um, the studio there, uh, where um, he's working with um, uh, his heritage, going back to his Mexican roots, and focusing mostly on vintage circus um, motifs and uh, Dia de los Muertos. And I also have to point out that his studio has a checkerboard floor. Um, Mondo is so cute. Like the the floor just matches his shirt, and you know it's it's just very very uh, adorable. But yeah, but Tim seems to be really thrilled with almost everything except for um, there is like a piece that Tim calls it's very jejun or teen pajama pants or teen pajamas or or something mm-hmm. <laughs> that's really pink. Um, but Tim, but but uh, what do what do you guys think about Mondo's process? Mondo's doing a lot of different things. Um, he's screen printing, um, he's hand beating, and there just seems to be quite a bit of I would say um gosh like physical work going into the clothes um other than what we typically see any thoughts uh, it was all very mo- molto mon- mondo <laughs> very mondo I I was moved by any of it and I found it all just really pleasant yeah same I, I mean, I was a little worried about the, um, and maybe it's it's because so much has happened in the interim, but it's, um, but like the, you know, Dia de los Muertos motif and, and the crosses just felt a little like, okay, this... I, this feels like someone else's take on Mexican culture. Hmm. And maybe it's just because, you know, we live in a post Coco world or where it's like those things have been taken up and, and displayed so readily everywhere yeah. that that felt like a little like, Ooh, okay. Um, Yes, I get that it's sort of cool, but it also feels kind of um, iffy to mm-hmm. me. Interesting. But we, you also get very little sense of how the clothes go together. Yeah. In 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 the way that they're looking over it. Yeah, I mean, it, and it's it because we do see a lot of um, like some imagery and um, like references. And I also wonder if they're treating it that way because it's like, oh, you know, like they're, of course, the prints, um, there will be a mix and match of things. But for instance, there is this like, uh, and we, we see what's, what's going to happen to this later, but there is a tunic that is beige on beige next to mm-hmm. a, um, it's almost like a checkerboard pattern or like a picnic tablecloth pattern turned sideways um next to a beige on beige and it, and and i remember thinking like oh okay what is what is that mm-hmm. <laughs> right um it's not quite a it's not quite a pattern um but it's it's something and we we get to see what that turns into which makes a lot more sense later on um um if any, if there's nothing else about studio time with mondo we do get to sit with Mm-mm. the family and we meet ben mondo's boyfriend at the time, I'm just going to assume because this is a long time ago. Um, and I just wrote next to Ben, nondescript guy. That's just what I wrote in my, 
notes. So like, oh, this is not who I thought Londo would be with. Um, anyway, uh, that's just me. And then uh, we get to talk to Mondo's mother, and um, I believe I believe his dad is there. Um, where again, this is the, in the context of a very, um, a very complicated family dynamic. And here we have Tim. And this is a moment where I thought, again, that Tim is incredibly empathic. <laughs> and um, and because the mom brings up, or I would say Tim asks the question, of course, like, you know, how, where did this come from? And, and mm-hmm. something around the, the notion of um, let's, let's talk a little bit about Mondo's background and anything associated with what he's doing now as a designer. And the mom starts kind of talking about how she tried to get him to be more macho. And I just kind of <laughs> wrote in my notes. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. toxic max- masculinity. We tried to get you to be more toxically masculine. And mm. she's like, oh, it didn't work. And so Tim goes like, well, I relate to Mondo. You know, I was always the last to be picked in sports. And I was terrible at sports. And then Mondo goes, yeah, I was terrible at sports because um, I'm actually really good at piano. And so mm-hmm. we get this wonderful moment where Mondo plays a song for Tim. And it's beautiful. It's just wonderful. I I just love I love I loved that moment where we get to see Mondo play piano for for Tim. Mm. So this is the thing that I was going to say earlier that it's like okay by season eight, part of Tim's job on the show is to get parents to admit that it's okay to have queer kids yes and and he does not you know it's 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 uh he doesn't get to do it with michael's family Mm -mm, right um but but that is like i'm like oh okay so this is like this is what tim does now yeah (laughs) it's like go to these families and and, yeah. and sit down with the parents and be like, okay, so when did you know your child was queer? Mm-hmm. What, what, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I think yeah. it's really good. They've really done a lot. <laughs> I know. Look at me in a suit, making that look respectable. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think, too, in this episode... You know, the two instances where that happens just in this episode, it's with very recent like immigrant families, which I don't even know what the term is. It's not pre-generation, but whatever is pre-first generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not first generation. It's whatever would be like one point like, five or something. Like recently, um, at one point, people used the term "new Americans," but I'm not sure if that even has the same meaning anymore. But mm-hmm. um, but families that are like just very new. So yeah, like Tim, definitely that suit has a lot of power in those dynamics. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, he wore the tie to meet Mondo. <laughs> he took off, mm-hmm. he took off the tie to meet Ari and also the, the loafers. Cause you know, you can't wear loafers on a farm, but yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And I, I think, okay. All right. So are we ready for Gretchen? Yes. Okay. So let's go to Portland guys. Um, we, we, we meet Gretchen in the midst of some transition um, she has broken up with her partner and seems to be moving out of where she had been living and her mom is helping her and she's talking a little bit about um, how her life is falling apart around her. So she came home from the show 
uh, with no money plus the $9,000 that Heidi personally gave to her out of her pocket. And her partner, um, her, her relationship with her partner fell apart. And so now she's sort of like in this transitional phase. Um, so where they meet, I'm, um, I, I, I didn't really um, put in the details, but she does have a studio. Um, uh, Tim is there to meet her in her studio. Um, and so they kind of just get straight to, again, sort of like talking about a little bit of a hardship. And Gretchen admits that she's a little embarrassed um, by the state that she's in. Um, and uh, here is another empathic moment from Tim. <laughs> where yeah. He talks about, you know, I had a partner um, and it ended so um, it, it ended in a way that it pushed me out to move away from Washington, D.C. Like, like, I don't ever think I would have moved to New York had I not um, broken up with my partner in the way it happened. And just like sometimes this is just how things go to kind of move you forward into a next phase of life. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's definitely like um, I, uh, it, you know, for each one of them. I mean, this is when I was saying that it was like this is this is uh, these episodes were really a long uh, ride. It's like each one of them has got some level of emotional um, stress, yeah. you know, and and, um, you know, and it's it's difficult to hear Gretchen talking about you know everything that's that's happened to her yeah yeah um yeah um so 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 Gretchen is taking inspiration um from her roots in southwest United States um but also going around the world and taking aspects from other this is how she said it, but I don't quite think that's actually what she's doing. But she's taking um, elements or or uh, markers or or uh, design elements from different other desert communities from around the world. Is that what you guys understood this as being? Yeah. Okay. Because mm-hmm. that's what she said. I'll I'll just say that that's what she said she's doing. That there's some yeah. kind of like. Um, uh, drawing out and relating to other desert communities. Um, the images that we saw weren't necessarily all, I will say, uh, particularly desert. And, and and she she notes that she's using like Aztec lines. Um, so there's there's quite a bit of this is 2010. Quite a bit of appropriation of other cultures from around the world, and splicing them into the silhouettes that we've seen her do. Um, and we also get to see her jewelry. She, there's like a heavy jewelry element going on of chevrons. So um, mm-hmm. that's that's pretty much what that is in 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 a way. But any any thoughts on this this back and forth with Tim? It's a little cringy to hear about like you know um, her take on tribal cultures from around the world, isn't but it? With, but with sophistication. Like right? Oh, okay. I mean, oh God, we'll get into this in the the second episode, but or the yeah. finale finale. But um, it is really, really, uh, I use the word interesting 
I, I and I mean it. Interesting seeing this conversation without any kind of um, any kind of pushback or any questions about uh, how this could how this is problematic, um, mm-hmm. and and perhaps some. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like it just sort of how it just smo- we smoothly go through. We have um, a, a, a kind of like a brunch thing with the mom, and then we move on. <laughs> yeah, you know, like a very you know white family talking <laughs> about non-white people, and so um, yeah. Anyway, but Cece, any any thoughts? You know, uh, at this point, I remember thinking it's also very I think even useful to watch this episode now because at the time and I'll talk about this more later but I remember seeing this and hearing that comment and being like that is so classist that is so classist mm. you know because that's just what I used to say but and by the way I don't think I don't think it's out of line but I, I think it's an incomplete thought um, so I remember thinking about that when I saw this portion, but also when we looked at the clothes on the rack, mm-hmm. I, w- I, I, I remember I, I thought this time around, the problem with this damn collection is that Gretchen is trying to dress Sienna Miller after a gazillion, you know, like white American and British women have already popularized. Sienna mm-hmm. Miller. So it's really boring. Gosh, I re- oh man, I barely know who Sienna Miller outside of her being like an it girl, and yeah. all of the old fashion blogs that I used to read would always have photographs of her and what she's wearing, and and I remember being like, who is this? Like, is she an actress? I don't know who is she a model, but um, some some British actress who okay. was friends with Ross for a bit, you know, like that's all I really know, but was in magazine covers a lot, and like you said, had this like it girl status, which yes. was really earned by dressing like you were at Coachella or some kind of festival on a magazine cover, like big deal. Right. So I looked at this and I thought, well, that's why these clothes are so boring to me mm-hmm. <laughs> because like, we're, you know, at the time it was boring and now it's even more boring. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's all I thought about. <laughs> all right. Um, okay. Well, uh, let's move on um, because this is, <laughs> Tim's last visit and any other thoughts any any final thoughts about this time we didn't really touch on the mom at all I mean just out of out of uh Patricia what you just said um uh crystallized something for me which is that it's um it it, it's like Gretchen's idea of fun is a smoothie Uh. <laughs> Not a milkshake. A smoothie. No, they, yeah. no, the 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 you know the the judges are always digging her for crunchy granola, but she's so avocado smoothie. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I know those people who are just like, oh my god, like I I just like things raw. It's just I'm gonna cut, I'm gonna cut loose. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm gonna cut loose and just like not eat the lettuce, the the whole head of lettuce. I'm actually gonna put right. it in a blender and drink it. We um, do get a great a great quote from the mom. 
Okay, what is that? Where where Tim, you know, Tim again, it's you know, Gretchen's not queer, but but it, he's 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 running his script mm-hmm. and the mom goes like, "Well, we always we it, we knew from really early on like if her t- if if her what was it? Her if her tights. leggings were not straight, if her tights were not straight, mm-hmm. we could not go to priest. To, to, <laughs> to, like, I think it was like nursery school or something like that. It's like, whoa. <laughs> red flags, red flags, red flags for your child. Yeah, and Gretchen admits to being a control freak. And, and you know, given what, given the, the slight hints that Gretchen has given to... Um, things being kind of chaotic with her growing up. Yeah. That's often where people's control issues come from. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is the is the desire, if nobody else is going to impose order here, I'm I'm going to do it. Yeah. Right. In, totally. in the ways that I know or what I have access to. Yeah. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna know what's right and wrong. I'm gonna know what's fair and unfair. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very very black and white. Um, yeah, I, I, cause I saw the look on her face when, cause Tim goes, well, you know, you are a control freak. And she goes, I know, I know. And they say mm-hmm. it in a way that it feels genuinely in jest. And she says afterwards, she's like, yeah, no, it was a learning experience because basically my friends will, would never tell me to my face <laughs> that I'm, I can be like a massive bitch or a controlling asshole sometimes. Um, and and in a way, like it reminded me of high school, of how I was in high school. So um, I went to this high school that was away from my uh, middle school school district, and with like school, mm. like kids I'd never known, and blah blah blah, whatever. But we, in my uh, freshman year um, yearbook, so many of my friends signed in. They're like, "Yeah, at the beginning of the year, you were really mean to me, but then you stopped being mean, and mm-hmm, we're friends mm-hmm. now." And everyone's like, "Yeah, I was a little scared of you." Everyone, they're like, "I'm a little afraid of you," because I, I also have, <laughs> I'm like a recovering type <laughs> A type person, and I really related to Gretchen that moment. I was like, "Yeah, like they only told me in my yearbook." They're like, "Just letting you know." Mm-hmm. You were really awful. And then you became this this person that I can be friends with. And I'm like, really? So, um, yeah, because I think it, it was nice to kind of see and to go into this next episode believing that there is some growth on Gretchen's side. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, right. Yeah. Okay. So, ready to go to Fashion Week? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if it's just, I- you have something to say? First. Just something I I, I want to hopefully contribute. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not even trying to be a recovering control freak, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think I don't even think there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> I think that <laughs> the bad thing is not knowing like when to sort of stop. Like if you're like that all the time, that's a mm-hmm. huge problem. Yeah. But if you know, okay, this is the time when I need to be on that on that level of execution. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Because sometimes it's just how you have to get things done. Like right. You know, and I think that when people are control freaks, um, okay, I, I don't know, like, there is a way to be overboard. And, and again, the overboard part is what I think is bad, because we need to know when to sort of switch in and out of that mindset, mm-hmm. right? And I think, so I just wanted to sort of acknowledge that and, and mm-hmm. say, and both no, I'm not even trying to be a problem. <laughs> 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 I'm just trying to get better at 
understanding like, hey, you know what? This is useful now, not useful then or yeah. not useful. Mm. You know? Yeah, because I, I think that's a really important distinction to make um, because I, you know, and, and it's not to say that I don't think and I don't I don't think Gretchen would say that she's still controlling. And we still ha we have that moment in the workroom when we do get to fashion week where she's just kind of like, I just have to believe in myself. And and um, because she's very she's very confident. She's she's self-confident. She has these uh, a very strong, I think, um, design aesthetic and an approach. And she has a matured process. And a part of that comes about, um, and I think a p important part of that process is her sense of control and what she needs to have in order in a certain way. Um, and yeah, yeah, there's some like helpful aspects to that. And I, and I think what was what was so interesting is that um, what I got out of that is no one had ever told her to her face <laughs> when they had an issue with it or if there right. was something that was like, um, you know, when it hit a little bit of conflict and friction um, and it got to the point in that group challenge where she still hadn't, no one told her in the group challenge and it had to be mm -hmm. Tim telling her in a very um, iconic way and a memorable way. Um, hey, this is a problem. This is where the control issue was a problem. So, yeah. yeah. And there's a difference between being disciplined. Yes. Right. Which yeah. is an, which, which is an, an internal thing. And, and, being unwilling to trust to anybody else's working method. Oh yeah. 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 That's, that's, I think the distinction with Gretchen yeah. Yeah. is that, is that she is very, very disciplined. Yeah. So she's demanding of herself. She knows how to get it done. And I think one of the things that happened over the course of the season was seeing the ways in which applying that standard, like it, like for other people to be able to follow your orders, you have to be able to develop trust with them. Yeah. yeah. And, and part of that is based on mutual respect that what they do will produce an, an, a welcome result, whether or not it's the way that you would do it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, that's something that she was ever really able to demonstrate uh, during the regular run of the season. Yeah. 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 That's another thing about the control. Like when I think control freak is bad is also when it clouds your judgment and clouds yeah. your seeing, you know, and I think that's exactly what's happening is she's so clouded by, I want to win, throw, throw clothes into the floor. I want to win. Tell me what to win. Oh. Right. So, and I just want to say like, you know, given, like what I said, I think that, you know, controlling other people, not good. Manipulating other people, not good. I'm specifically mm -hmm. talking about workflow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 for adding to that, because I think that distinction you made is where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's, that, that that's really, um, the, that that's really, the, that's really the difference. And, um, and, uh, and I, and I do think they do come down to the same thing, which is about being able to trust to your circumstances and being able to trust other people. And if you grow up in a situation that is chaotic, yeah. then that is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a difficult thing to do on the fly. Yeah. And, um, on, and on yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. 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 
when there's a, when there's a thousand other temptations around you um, for bad behavior. Exactly. Um, so where where we you know whisk away mm-hmm. um, uh, not no longer to the Atlas Apartments, but no. to where to the Hilton across the street from MoMA. Indeed. I call it the my, MoMA Hilton. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to speak over you. How that's terrible of me. No, no, no. I I was saying how my favorite thing is coming up. <laughs> okay, what is your favorite thing? <laughs> Wait, I, I doubt it, it is the. I'm the only one with that as a favorite thing. Well, when they uh, go into, I will no no say, say what, what yeah. it is. <laughs> God, my favorite thing is Mondo trying to scare. Um, <laughs> Yes. Contestant <laughs> entering the room. <laughs> the best thing. That was worth the whole season. <laughs> I love I love that too. I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, my goodness. Yes, because they they are in the Hilton um in a huge I don't know, a, a huge hotel room or whatever and Mondo's there first and and I just saw I, all I thought about was like Mondo's little skinny legs um getting so excited and like kind of trembling all over and like Michael, 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 did I scare you? Did I scare you? And Michael's like, mm, "No, but your pants scare me." <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Sorry, it's just like it's anyway. Very, very cute. Um, it's a very, very cute moment. Um, and I, everyone's happy to see each other. Everyone's genuinely happy. Um, Ari comes in, yes. and I think they're like, "Ari, you look unbelievable." And I'm like, "Is that <laughs> like that's like, like because Ari's like this long, flowing ponytail of of like of hair coming through. Mm-hmm. It's almost um, uh, it's like this its own uh." I don't know it's it's throwing her off of her center of, of gravity. Like the way she's moving, she's like, okay, great, We've got like three pounds of hair, or three mm. pounds. That's not enough. Thirty pounds of hair. Um, Gretchen comes in. They're they're so happy to see each other. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, and we also get a cameo from the button bag who decides to be generous this episode and not do anything <laughs> horrible to them. It's nice. Yeah, it's really really nice of the button bag to choose not. To it be is evil. it is amazing. It it is such a um. <laughs> It, it, it it's so such a horrible Pavlovian uh, <laughs> moment where where Tim shows up with the bag and they and and they all just flinch. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, it, it, I feel like it set them off so much that when they actually get the thing that I thought they should flinch at, no one flinches. Um, yeah, because you know what the button bag is giving them, you know, just letting you know they vacations, so they get to go to either Barbados or uh, someone gets to go back to Hawaii, and I think the other one is it's it's like an equivalent to Palm Springs or something. Um, uh, Costa Rica. I think. Oh, Costa Rica. Oh, whoops, not Palm Springs, Costa Rica. So po- Costa Rica, Barbados, or Hawaii. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> um, so they 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 all get to pick a a. a they have their each one of them has their pick yes. between those those three locations. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like a um a, a terrible, you know, terrible luck for Ari. And like, oh, you get to go home. <laughs> you just get to stay in the <laughs> Hilton at home. Um All right. So um so okay. So 
they get to the workroom, um, which is not at Parsons. They're at some other location. I did not write down the name for this. 1407 Broadway. Thank you, Nayland. <laughs> 1407 Broadway. <laughs> but it's set up like the workroom because there's a Piper Lime station and all that stuff. Marie Claire covers are all over the place. Um, and also, mm-hmm. just like Parsons, uh, there's a twist. So they are set to show 10 looks. I'm pretty sure all, all of them have made 10 looks. But no, they're going to make them make one extra look um, for the next day because they're going to be showing, again, three looks to the judges. Two from what they've actually brought and one will have to be something that they make in two days <laughs> to, quote unquote, enhance the collection. And I thought the way they edited this, I'm like, did they, first of all, like, were they subdued by the Hilton vacation packages? Um, or in terms of the edit, um, we, you know, we are not shown any complaining or freak out moments, or they just don't have time to complain. They're like, you know what? We know. We, we understood that this was coming. So we're just going to get down yeah, to it. Yeah. Also, nobody's fooled anymore. Yeah. There's, of course, <laughs> it's season eight. Of course, there's going to be. Like, you know, we're, we're, you know, they, they were, um, you know, they were all counting themselves lucky that like Heidi didn't leap out of the button bag and tell them that they all had to make like, you know, an evening dress for her before tomorrow. (laughs) And it has to be your finale. It has to. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's okay. true. This does all feel kind of boilerplate. Like yeah. they go to move, they get and, a bunch of stuff. Some of right. them don't know what to do. Some of them do know what to do. And it's like, you know, the only person who's really kind of flustered is Mondo. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't really write that much about this segment until we actually get to the runway. So anything you yeah. guys want to talk about <laughs> running up until then? No. Nope. Patricia? Not for me, at least. No. Nope. Good to go. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. So how about we just go <laughs> straight to the <laughs> runway? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So listeners, are you going to pull up the first cheat sheet for part one? Um, and let's see. We can go in order because so we start with Ari and then we go to Gretchen, Michael C. and then Mondo. But this is the the judging for who actually gets to go for to Fashion Week. And so we mm-hmm. don't have a special guest judge. It's just It's just our normies. So Michael Kors, Nina Garcia, um, and and that's and that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's get to this. So um, I'll point out which one is the two day outfit. Um, right. So so let's start with let's start with Ari. And the two day outfit is the last one. It's the green pleated dress which everyone was incredibly impressed by because they all thought the two-day outfit was the bikini in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, oh, we thought that was the, the two-day thing. Um, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, given the, um, the insane amount of work that Ari decides to do. Yeah. So Ari this... has a pleading board, and that's how she's able to mm-hmm. do that, but still still um yeah i was i was kind of i was just incredibly impressed <laughs> by how she's able to pleat this yeah but um so ernest what do you think of these looks i mean okay what do i think of these looks overworked um even the second look um i thought that number three i love the pleats but um 
I honestly did not like the bottom part. I didn't, I was impressed by the pleats. I thought the color was beautiful, but um, felt like there could have been something a little bit more of a contrast on the bottom. Um, I was disappointed that she chose this bikini outfit to, to show as a part of the, the three, because um, I think swimsuits are very important and we have seen her do really well with swimsuits during the season. I have a feeling that that probably um, influenced that. And, and yeah, and the pleats on the first outfit I thought were a lot like it was, there's, there's, it's very Ari, but it just kind of also felt a little, yeah, just, just a lot of pleats and a lot of folds, just too many folds. Yeah. Mm. That was my thought. Um, yeah. Patricia, what about you? I agree with everything you said. The only thing where I differed, differed from what you said is that for the first look, the silver, I thought that would be beautiful if it had just continued, if the hemline continued down in a fitted, tapered way. Oh. Um, it's been nice. It could have been really nice. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the same short hemlines, like, was just kind of like, eh, okay. And also, like you, I also did not like the bikini look. Yeah. I think Ari is so much better than that. Yes. Yeah, it's a little mysterious in terms of, like, what is this exactly? <laughs> like, it's not lingerie. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's not a swimsuit. No. It's like, it's not a bra and panty set because you wouldn't wear it under something. It's just, it, it feels, um, a, you know, like three different garments that were sort of thinking of each other. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I, and I just realized I switched Gretchen with Michael C. So Michael C is actually next. You guys want to go, mm-hmm. let's go to him, um, him next. And the two day outfit is number one. It's that first dress is the two day outfit. Mm-hmm. So. His, his effortless. Oh my God. Effortless, effortless. I mean, effortless draped, gosh. um, draped garments. <laughs> It's all they ever say, right? Effortless is elegance. Effortless is elegance. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, do you guys see kind of, like, kind of effortless is elegance. maybe? <laughs> or... Um, well, so, uh, Patricia, I'm, what do you think? I thought it was like, okay, very expected. On the first look, very expected. You've done this a lot. Okay, so now there's a little, like, glitzy little bell situation. Mm-hmm. Eh. Yeah. I don't know. On the whole thing, very underwhelming. Same. Meaning the option of the three. Yeah. I I will say that if you go to Michael C.'s um, uh, webpage and uh and take a look at it he is basically still using the same palette and the same fabrics really you mean color too (laughs) currently yes wow i would say that it it. it looks like a dress that would feel good to wear it looks like you know just with the the way it drapes and flows on one arm Mm -hmm. you know but i but i mean just with all of these this kind of like coppery Um, you know, it's, it's a thing that, 
um, they they feel like it's an an, an idea of fancy hmm. because there's a lot of stuff on them. Yeah. And and um, and yet they. Again, they they feel weirdly um, uh, vague to me. Yeah, very vague. Number the the second outfit with the poofy feathery skirt. All the marabou. <laughs> Wait, marabou. Yeah, that's 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 Is what that those the... feathers. Marabou. Isn't that what those feathers are called? Okay, I thought I'm, so. I'm I'm putting that in my notes right now okay so okay so the marabou because all i all i can think about is that um um, kenley season when she made a very similar looking outfit and nina garcia called her out all the long day as being referential um Mm -hmm. because she's like oh we've seen everything before and that's what i when i saw this i kind of roll i rolled my eyes i'm like so when you're when when you say like this is what fancy or what he thinks of fancy as um i think yeah, it's, it's interesting that lots of marabou feathers yeah that it it is this silhouette it's very common mm-hmm. um, so all right anything else about michael c before we move on nope all right so after Michael C, we get Gretchen, and the um, the two day outfit is number one. It's the the little dress with that thing in the back. Um. <laughs> so yeah. All right. <laughs> Thoughts on this? It's it, like I mean, if yeah, did fanny pack. Yes. <laughs> Uh, or if you've ever worn a hunting vest, uh-huh. there's a there's they have a special compartment like that in the back of the hunting vest for you to uh, evidently put your kills in. Oh, so you can hunt in this? Is that what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, I bought yeah. this jacket on eBay for very very cheap. Um, okay, cheap. It was like what forty dollars. It was like, but it's it's a waterproof jacket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when I bought it, there ha- there, I was like, "Oh, this has a label." I thought this was just like just some like regular waterproof jacket, you know. But it's this Italian waterproof jacket that is made for dog walking. So mm-hmm. the back of the jacket has these double-sided zippers for your newspaper, mm-hmm. and a little bowl that is made out of the waterproof fabric that you can carry to give water to your dog. What? That's <laughs> well thought out. I mean, this is like yeah. Way, but I didn't realize that. I thought that was like, oh, this must be something that's particular to dog dog people, you know. As a <laughs> wow. Now, whoa, whole new context for this design structure. <laughs> yeah. I I love that as a story <laughs> for this outfit. Um, yeah, because I was just like, what is that doing back there? Um, besides just adding a little bit of flair, I don't, yeah, it, it, cause she tried to go casual with this. That was the thought process. Um, but perhaps it was a little bit too casual, even though I feel like she's been casual this entire season. Um, and the next outfit actually is very casual as well. 
Um, and the silhouette is something that I often buy from Uniqlo. <laughs> that's a, that's mm-hmm. a t-shirt that mm-hmm. I can always find at Uniqlo. Um, but yeah. And also again, and then we have at the end, we have like, I don't know. Um, uh, it just kind of sort of, I don't know, like looks like Carmen San Diego is hiding out at a Portland resort or something. Um, like the way she silent, like I thought it was very cool seeing the, um, the model walk without seeing her eyes. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but all I could think about was, you know, Carmen San Diego, like where in the world, um, in her leather. Yeah. And in, in that leather. <laughs> so, um, yes, I don't really have much to say about. Yeah. It's, it, they're not inspiring clothes and and i don't understand how that how that detailing on the linen dress is like like what is supposed how that is supposed to be about catching interest or something like that anyway maybe it's actually i'm I'm unimpressed (laughs) yeah literal catch (laughs) cast some interest Mm. um okay um want to move on to mondo yeah. All right. So Mondo's two-day outfit is in the middle, the turquoise top. Um, and what I would like to think of is like a very pixelated hound's tooth at the bottom. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah. Any thoughts? I thought it was really interesting. Like specifically what you said, the pixelated like tile looking hound's tooth. I mm-hmm. thought that was really and and also very much of its time for me. <laughs> Remember, this is when I was working in like, um, like high tech internet jobs. So like, mm. it was sort of like to me. I looked at it. I was like, oh my god, this is so much of its era. But it's blended with other patterns and things, and it just felt really nice. And also with the detail of that sleeve detail that has the polka dot situation or the white dots, I should say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like. I find these little things very interesting and done really well. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, I, I kind of thought a lot about print in general, but also the the polka dot dress that was very controversial at the end kind of reminded me of newsprint <laughs> just blown up where we just have, you know, you have the pixelated skirt that also kind of looks like it could be a video game. There's just a lot going mm-hmm. on with the types of prints that he used that, make me think about the screen printing that we saw him doing in um in in a studio and make me think about photography and and offset printing it's just a lot i thought was referenced here or 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 places that we could go i didn't think a lot about the circus or dia de los muertos i i didn't think Mm -hmm. about that at all same yeah well we don't see we don't see the direct sort of sugar skull references right. that 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 we get later on. Yeah. Um I don't I don't love the the um blue material on the on the two day mm, yeah. dress. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish it had been less um either a, a heavier jersey or a kind of or something that was a more sort of crisp cotton. Hmm. Yeah. It just it just feels a little bit like a kind of bolted on t-shirt to me and 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 it's 
I don't um I don't love it. Like I love like the the contrast of textures in the first look. Mm-hmm. And and um you know that I like I wish that the second look had something a little bit more of that. Yeah, I totally agree. The first look is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's the first look so is really good. Good. It's so good. Ugh, um yeah. All right. Okay, so that's the end of the runway, and the judges deliberate. Any thoughts before we say who gets their heart broken into a thousand pieces um, and won't be able to go to fashion? Well, they kind of, they, uh, it's like, it seemed, it feels like the point of this judging is to give each one of them a hard time, hmm. like to put the fear of God in them, right? Yeah. Yeah. About like specific things. And so people are people get picked on for various for various things. And it's it was also the typical like Project Runway bait and switch, like mm. well, why did you show us all the same thing? This is your time to give us like all like the whole range of what you can do in three outfits and and then it's like, you know, He's well, like, well why didn't range. you, why is this is so uncohesive? It's like, don't, I, we don't like, why? Are, yeah. It's, so that is tiring <laughs> in and of itself. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was, is, is this the time or is it later on when we hear, uh maybe it's maybe it's later on that we hear something from Nina that I I found unfortunate so I'll, I'll hold on to that oh, I for I think it's, for like later it's on. coming up later um so you know there's um yeah I think we can I I think we can just go ahead they yeah. kind of like uh, the designers are stewing in the back room they're all kind of freaked out they've been they've all been given such kind of like you know, downer, um, downer reviews that they don't know how it's going to go at all. Mm-hmm. And they're all really, really freaked. So they bring them back out onto the runway and what happens? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, they come back on the runway and the, f- the person who first goes to fashion week is Mondo. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Mondo and then the next person to go is Gretchen. Mm-hmm. So it's between Ari and Michael C. Yeah. And, and they keep, they keep cutting back and forth between front stage and backstage. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Gretchen, Gretchen gives a jump for joy when she gets behind the, the shadow curtain mm-hmm. and, um, and she and Mondo are hugging it out in the back and they're also um, not sure backstage. who's, who's going to be. Yeah. Like, it could yeah. Be they're like, it could go either way. Which is so true. It, it felt like yeah. it could have been any, any four yeah, of yeah. them could have gone or any three of them could have gone through from the way that they were getting their feedback. Um, but uh, Patricia, who is our final designer to go on to fashion week? The final designer to go on to fashion week is Ari. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is a tough one. It's super tough. And, oh my god! Well, Michael C. It it like just crumbles. Yes. Yeah. In a way that I don't think we've seen a contestant do before. No. 
No. So Ari is sort of stuck in the position of like, like hugging Michael on stage, like and comforting Michael on stage yeah. while he's sort of racked with sobs. Yeah. And then goes backstage and it is, it, it's, it like Michael can't even look at the judges. Yeah. Ugh. Does not do the obligatory, like, thank you all for this experience, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Just yeah. is, like, is silent. Yeah. Except for being, like, you know, um, shaking with sobs. And Heidi gives him a hug and a kit, like, like, really actually seems to um, be concerned. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was, it was, uh, this was really, really heartbreaking. Yeah. And then we, we have Ari also just kind of, and this happens, this happens every year. I shouldn't say every year, but, but in that sense of the, the complications around the emotions of these moments, when they Mm -hmm. do this to these designers, when they make them create a collection um, so that they can make an extra elimination because they all know that they worked incredibly hard. Um, and, and it's like, I get to go, but that means Michael C doesn't get to go. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's really, really difficult to watch. Um, yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, but yeah, I mean, Michael comes back stage and is, and is like literally punching the wall and going like, I don't know if I can take it. Yeah. And, and we, and we understand why the stakes were so set up in the first part of the episode. Right. Because he, because for him, it's all about, Oh, now I'm going to have to deal with my hateful family telling me that they were right all along and I should never have done this and I should just move back in with them. And I'm useless or whatever. And, and, um, you know, everybody is trying to talk him through that. Um, and Tim is trying to like give him like, you know, look at everything that you've done so far, look at how far you've come, et cetera, et cetera. It just really feels like it, uh, you know, just doesn't work at all. Yeah. I, I do remember, um, watching this and and just being very, uh, of course, like of course, concerned, but um, it, it, I think this also it sort of added to my kind of shock when, at some time, some years ago, when I realized that that Michael C was designing for people like Beyonce, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and that he had this very um, deep uh, A list clientele. Um, I, I really, I, I, of, of all the people, um, leaving the show, it, it just kind of felt like Michael C would have the, the hardest time coming back from this, um, or, um, or yeah, just, just coming back. But, but it's interesting to sort of see this. Oh, is that me? Don't, or... don't worry about that. I'm sorry. Uh Oh, <laughs> no, cause I have so many videos on my background. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this me? It, it... <laughs> something ringing on my desktop um but yeah yeah so so um it's 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 only it's different now because we we know that um 
he's relatively okay. <laughs> we don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Meaning um, still on this, this earth and is um, making clothes um, still. Uh, so in that sense um, mm-hmm. has, has a, a very flourishing fashion design business. So, all right. Yeah. Are we ready for our final, final finale? All right, y'all. That was the end of our dream three finale. Part one. Stay tuned for part two coming out soon. So until then, I'll say goodbye. Bye.